Group of Five Live is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest sports and casino vendors in the United States. We've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry Football Conference Call podcast listeners. Here's what you do. Go to our website, LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side. Pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, and PointsBet. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page, and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. Group of five, group of five lives. Group of five, group of five lives. Are we talking about the American? Yeah. CUSA, USA. Yeah. Mac, Mac. Yeah. Mountain West. Yeah. And the Sun Belt. of five live is part of the landry football network my name is chris mykoski let's start with thursday's game of course you can never take away what happened in the little apple arkansas state's win over kansas state will always be historic for that program but the red wolves are no longer in the sunbelt title hunt now one and two in league play after getting thrashed by Appalachian State, 45 to 17. Of course, that was a great alternative to what else was on TV, a really bad NFC East game on Fox and the NFL Network and the debate on pretty much every other channel. <laughs> so the Sun Belt certainly had a chance to get a lot of eyeballs, but uh, as that game got more and more out of hand, I imagine uh, folks turned on Netflix or something if they didn't want to watch uh, the bad NFL game or the debate. Mountaineers QB Zach Thomas had four touchdown passes, one score on the ground, and with postponements, that was actually App State's conference opener. They're now 1-0, and they have three games ahead where they will be heavily favored at ULM, at Texas State, and then home versus Georgia State. That's all before they host Coastal Carolina on November 21st in what will be a huge game in the Sun Belt Conference. May determine which team is heading to the championship game. Friday night, three games involving group of five teams, starting off with Florida International hosting FCS opponent Jacksonville State. That is at 7 Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN3. FIU's Conference USA game at Charlotte was postponed last weekend thanks to COVID issues with the Panthers. Tulsa also had its game postponed last weekend. It was going to be their home opener last Saturday against Cincinnati. Now they'll play. Now it'll be Tulsa at South Florida on Friday night, 730 Eastern, 630 Central on ESPN. 
We'll talk about Cincinnati coming up in their Saturday game against SMU. Also on Friday night, Sunbelt, ULL. I know they don't like that. The Raging Cajuns taking on CUSA's UAB. That is at 8 Eastern, 7 Central on CBS Sports Network. Every Raging Cajuns player will have the name of Coach DJ Looney on the back of their jersey. The coach who died of a heart attack during a team workout this summer. Birmingham was Looney's hometown, and a lot of his family members will be at Legion Field on Friday night. Looking at Saturday, I like to give you at least one pick from each active group of five conference as far as a game to watch. And for the first time this season, that means we're talking about four group of five leagues that will be active this weekend. Starting off in Conference USA, and it's a non-conference affair as Southern Miss goes to independent and 5-0 and Liberty. Scotty Walden, the interim head coach, will not be with the Golden Eagles in Lynchburg this weekend as he has tested positive for COVID-19. He's trying to take down those 5-0 and Flames, 1 Eastern, noon Central on ESPN3. In the Sun Belt, 3-0, Georgia Southern is at 4-0, 25th ranked Coastal Carolina. That's at noon Eastern, 11 Central on ESPNU. The Chanticleers are ranked for the first time after beating the Raging Cajuns last Wednesday. The Mountain West returns. I said on Monday's episode of Group of Five Live that it would be a full six-game schedule. Not the case. New Mexico, Colorado State was canceled due to COVID issues, of course. But still, five games as the league begins its condensed season. Not having seen any of these teams yet, with the exception of Air Force, it's hard to tell which game will be the best. But Hawaii at Fresno State has the tightest line as of Thursday night. Fresno is favored by four. Now, for as long as I can remember, Fresno State has made it hard to watch their third-tier television games. This one is available locally on KSEE, KC, the NBC affiliate. But for some reason, they never stream that homegrown broadcast. If it wasn't for Hawaii, you might not be able to find this at all. On the islands, the game is on pay-per-view. And on the mainland, outside of Fresno, the only way to see this game is by watching Hawaii's broadcast on the Team One Sports app. And as great as that app may be, I'm going to download it. It's obscure. I mean, not many people have that right now. So you're asking people to download an app they've never had. And, you know, they make it clear on the Fresno Fresno preview story that the game can't be watched on a computer, only on the app. That's just bizarre to me. You should knock down all barriers for your fans to see this game. And the Fresno-based television crew, the one that's telling the best stories about the Bulldogs, the ones 
the broadcasters that know your team best, that broadcast can't be seen outside of the Fresno DMA. You have a recruit right here where I am in Dallas, for instance, who wants to tune in. You should make it easy. Instead, you're making them watch the away team's broadcast on an app they've never had. They can't pull it up on a website. They have to download the app to watch it. I just don't get why you wouldn't want to put a home game that your local TV station is producing uh, available for as many people as possible. And uh, I just don't get it. Anyway, I will download the app. I will, I will watch some of this ball game. It is at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, 1.30 Hawaiian on Saturday. Biggest game of the day is in the American. Number nine, Cincinnati. At number 16, SMU. Nine Eastern, eight Central on ESPN2. This one is on the hilltop. And thankful that you see, at least as I record this, at 10.30 Thursday night, it looks like the Bearcats will be able to play this one after being forced to beg off of last weekend's game at Tulsa. Not sure what the roster is going to look like, but almost certainly there are going to be some position groups that aren't at full strength still. The Bearcats are the highest ranked team among group of five squads. So Mustangs are the second best. The winner has the inside track towards a New Year's Six Bowl bid. To BYU is ranked 12th by the Associated Press, but you have to remember, if you're not that familiar with how all this works, and we haven't seen an independent get this high, being that they are independent, BYU cannot claim the group of five's spot. The committee could still award BYU with a New Year's Six Bowl bid. That is in the cards, but not at the expense of a group of five team. The highest ranked group of five team by the committee will get a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Spotlight team of the week, one that has been waiting a very long time to start its season. We're not talking about one of those squads from the MAC that will finally get rolling this weekend. We're looking at Conference USA and the Rice Owls. In a normal year, they would be six games deep into their schedule by now. But in this bizarre season, they will finally get off the runway Saturday afternoon at home against Middle Tennessee. And I am pleased to be joined by two men who will call this game Saturday on the Rice Owls Radio Network play-by-play man J.P. Heath and color analyst Nate Griffin. Guys, let's go back to August 10th when Rice first announced that it would be pushing practices back due to COVID-19. I imagine at that point you thought, well, maybe... The first game will be suspended. Maybe we'll have to wait a little bit longer for Owls football. But, JP, let's start with you. When you were first told there would be a delay, did you have any idea it would take this long to get started, that there wouldn't be a game until October 24th? 
I, I didn't know that until you said that. I guess at the time I processed it, but uh, short answer, nothing should surprise us here and hashtag 2020 COVID life. But uh, yeah, it does a little because you're jealous. You want to start. You see every all the friends you made, they're broadcasting, all the teams you follow, they're doing. So yeah, obviously you're uh, uh, even partially upset, to be honest, but at the same time, it's out of your control. If you haven't learned that you can't control these things, uh, I know I'm answering probably five questions at once. So yeah, no. short answer, no, I didn't think it would be this long. Nate, when you're watching all the other schools in CUSA, all these other schools around the country playing football, and you can't be in the booth, what's going through your mind how have you been able to handle this i think the the best thing to do and and what i've done pretty much is is giving myself a break to analyze these other teams you 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 can sit back and and take a look at their players and see what they're doing and and as i'm doing that i'm going crazy bubbling inside because i really want to you know be calling a game i you know i talk to my wife all the time on saturday when you know we should be talking jp and i you know, talking about football, and, and that has not been the case. But I tell you what, I'm really excited about this game coming up, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The guys are really going to be excited, and so are we. Yeah, and that, that's where I wanted to go there. How, how much have you had a chance to visit with the coaching staff and the student-athletes during this downtime, and how ramped up are they right now to finally play a game? JP? Yeah, it's a little different because I live out of town, uh, I'm a driving masochist. I like driving all across our great state of Texas. So Nate, in a traditional year, let's say, hey, no pandemic. Remember back in 2019 when the world didn't shut down? Nate's going to get a lot more of that one-on-one -on -one time day-to-day -day than I would. I'll, I'll get it with like Coach Bloomgren, our different radio shows, podcasts we do. Now we've gone to exclusively podcasts. So we've done some previews, but it, it's definitely been cut down, even by my standards. I'll get uh, a couple times a week to talk to folks, but yeah, it's been it's been cut down. Uh, that doesn't limit the quality of the content that, that we've still we've still gotten a lot of the same info. But again, it's adapting. We're, we're dropping here midstream while everybody else has been going where it's our first game, you know. So Nate and I have our, our routine and we've already talked about things leading up to the, the first broadcast. So we're on the same page. This is year nine for us. So we kind of know it, but we've got to adapt as as the season goes, because it's just game one for us. And JP just off that with the players and coaches how exactly have they been able to prepare how many days consecutively now have they been able to work together and be ready for this first game let's see I went to the first scrimmage which was right out a month ago so I was telling somebody in a similar similar format like this yesterday that uh, it's been right at the usual lead time. So if you had a September 1st game, it, it, that they backed it up. So it's the same amount of days, same amount of practices. So it's been, I couldn't tell you the exact day of that first scrimmage, but seeing them in person a few times and still talking to folks, it's been right at a month there, give or take a day or two. Houston, Army, LSU, Lamar, Marshall, UAB, all on the schedule all at the very least postponed. Obviously, some of those canceled altogether. The conference games, you hope you can make up, make those up down the line. But Nate, you know, coming into this year, there was some momentum, uh, three consecutive wins to end 2019. Just in general, uh, what are your thoughts about what this team brings back? Well, I think the fact that they beat Middle Tennessee the last game of 2019-20, I think that was uh, very significant because you go into the game with 
uh, some type of confidence, but I think uh, I think Stockstill is going to have his team ready to go. Uh, this is a different uh, Middle Tennessee State team. They've played uh, six or seven games already. Uh, and so now they're going to play Rice that's only going to be playing its first game. And so I think there's going to be a lot of experimenting. But, you know, as, as JP talked about, he talked about the, you know, uh, last week with the scrimmage. And, and I've been able to get over there. I will tell you a funny story. I went to practice yesterday and yesterday being Tuesday. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the team because they went to the bubble. So I ended up watching no. the kickers. <laughs> I ended up watching the kickers. Which, you know, for me, to watch any kind of practice is a lot of fun. I don't care if it's the kickers or whatever it is, you know, they're just basically giving instruction. And, you know, especially when you're accustomed to watching football uh, on a 1 to 100% scale, but that's not the case over there. But I, I really think that the guys will be ready. They've been practicing in the bubble. Uh, they've been simulating a lot of game time situations, and that's really what's critical, game time situations. They're going to have a quarterback. I think that has some experience and I know you're going to get into that, but I think uh, when you look at this team overall, they've got the experience to take into this game against middle Tennessee. And I think they'll be ready to play. Yeah. I guess that's the real great unknown Nate. And we'll find out Saturday with Houston, with the Cougars a couple of weeks ago, they kind of came out of the gate sloppy when they had that long layoff for right. their first game, but finally put it together in the second half. And you just got to hope that all this practice, all the attempting to simulate game speed really pays off. But I don't think any of us are going to know that until they show up on Saturday. You won't. And, and the thing is, when you're trying to simulate game speed, it's very difficult because, again, teams that have been playing already, they kind of have that under their belts. Whereas Rice, they've been simulating against each other. So now it's time to play against someone else who has – completely different strategies, different speeds and what have you. And Rice is going to have to get accustomed to that. I don't think it will take them very long because I think the way that Mike Bloomgren and the coaching staff trains those guys and gets them ready and, and coaches them up, I think they'll be ready to play. I do know as a former player, if I felt like a guy had been playing two or three games more than I had, I felt they had a bit of an advantage going into the game. Oh, yeah. But once you get into the game, you get warmed up, you catch a few passes or, you know, you run a few pass plays or running plays and you get a couple of hits, you can get back into tempo very quickly. JP, let's look at some of the individuals. Uh, offense returns, seven starters. Wiley Green, really an incredible beginning for him, reached 1,000 passing yards in just eight games He's up from my direction, prepped at Prestonwood Christian, and somebody the Owls probably will be depending on to be their QB for a few years to come. Yeah, it's, uh, he's actually their third quarterback now, and they've had okay. wow transfer into that uh, change. I haven't seen an updated depth chart. I was looking at past success. I assumed he was the man. Yeah, Wiley, he's a fascinating individual uh, from Coppell at Prestonwood Christian, and uh, he went through these like leadership boot camp academies and did some like, was it um, SEAL, some kind of training, yeah. Nate? Yeah, he's yeah. a fantastic uh, human being and, 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 and had some bright spots uh, for the Owls the last uh, season. Plus, uh, he had some turnover issues, though. And Coach played a true freshman and Giovanni Johnson. They had, what, five different quarterbacks take snaps last year? Correct. And, and Wiley did have uh, some injuries he was working through too, but they got a, a grad transfer from uh, TCU in Mike Collins. 
who, man, he's pro. Like uh, Nate and I on our press conferences, obviously via Zoom, hashtag 2020, he is – He's really polished, and Nate. When I we I mean this is like a pre pregame show with Nate and me. Right. <laughs> look at Collins' numbers. He uh, he did some stuff in the Big Twelve. So I mean, he's not coming here. You're not getting fourth string, uh, Joe Blow. I mean, he he did some stuff before. He had some injuries at TCU two years ago. So I think they're getting a guy. As much as we thought of the other guys, they finally got a really deep quarterback room with Wiley figuring in there. But uh, Mike Collins would be the guy from here on out. Uh, and, and I think they still try to play some of the other guys at times. Sure. Yeah, well, Mike not Collins to make excuses for myself, but we're taping this early Wednesday afternoon. The uh, game notes and the depth chart have yet to be released. So that's uh, a little bit why I'm behind the curve on this. That's why no, we bring you guys in uh, with, with the big knowledge. But, uh, but Nate, past uh, QB situation, what excites you about this year's offense? Well, I think uh, – I, I, you know, one of the questions I asked Mike Bloomgren during our Zoom COVID-19 2020, uh, you know, one of the things I asked him was about Collins's leadership and how he's able to have an effect on the offensive lineman. That's what's really big. Can you get those guys to play um, above their heads? And the thing that he said is that he's really excited about the leadership that Mike Collins brings. And that's the great thing about bring, uh, being a grad transfer. He can run. He's accurate with the football. He knows when to bring it down and when to hit the hole. He knows when to bring it down and take the tackle and not fumble the ball, not turn it over. I think if Rice can avoid the turnovers with the guy who has experience, that's really going to pay off for them. He's going to make the young receivers better around him. One of them they're probably going to miss this year, key receiver this year. Don't want to let that info out just yet. But I think uh, there's a good chance they could be missing one of their key receivers. But one guy I think we should talk about is Kalen Griffin, their running back. I think that Mike Collins is going to really have a lot of fun handing the ball off to Kalen Griffin. Now, Odoviano will start. But I think – We need Kalen full disclosure. Griffin, any relation there? No. Okay, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I love to say he's my nephew. I love to be able to say that, but no, that's not the case. He's just the athletic a, side of the Griffin family. There you go. There you go. <laughs> he is a downhill runner and just kind of taking a look uh, at his size. You're talking about a guy who's 5'10", 200 pounds. So he's got, you know, he, he, he's got the leverage and he's got the size and he's got the strength. Now, I want to see him against competition. I want to see if he runs against competition the way he does against our offense. He's been very impressive. But I think Mike Collins is going to give that offense the leadership that they need that they've been lacking in previous years. All right, well, let's flip to the defensive side. And, JP, hopefully I'm not wrong on this one, too. <laughs> Blaze Allridge, I, I hope he's back. I hope he's still the first-string linebacker. Yeah, he's he's wired differently. <laughs> uh, Nate and I saw a couple years ago, he made his first start and he got it immediately, like almost within a drive or two, got his first pick at Southern Miss. And he, I mean, he's, a, he's the next league guy. Uh, it's not too unfair to say he's the next NFL guy on that house defense. Right. They've had a, a sprinkling of those over the last few years, but uh, he's good, crazy. Like you want to have people in life uh, on a football field that are good, crazy. And sometimes even like on the defense, maybe not even good, crazy, just what, but Blaze, is, he's got a fantastic story. Um, for, for you to know, and, and Nate and I talk about every now and then, but it bears repeating. He, uh, he originally was recruited by Stanford to go with Coach Bloomgren 
uh, when, when he was over there, he was on their radar. Of course, Coach Moon was offense, but he was on that radar. High academic kid. Rice doesn't get a lot of JUCO guys. He went to this JUCO in Florida. So he's coming from Florida, go over to California. And they had to shut down the airport because of a security scare or there was like a minor uh, shooting at the at this airport in, in Florida. I want to pay it the due respect because I forget the severity, but it was security wise enough where they had to shut down the airport and he never got over to to Stanford. And then mm. he played his juke ball. Well, then Coach Bloomgren comes to Rice. He's still on that periphery. Uh, things didn't work out where he's able to go to Stanford. So he falls, quote unquote, in our lap in Houston. I, I love recruiting anecdotes like that. And yeah. Blaze, he, he works harder too. He work, like He's got the talent. He's got that rare combination of kind of that Mamba mentality where he's going to outwork you. And I can't wait. I, I felt bad for him. He's one of the ones I feel selfish. I feel bad about me not doing my job, but guys like that that are, are truly gifted. And I can't wait to see what Blaze does. Not to overshadow anybody on the defense because they have 10 of 11 guys returning, but Blaze, man, Different dude, Nate. Different dude. We always say it when he makes a play. Different dude. He really is. And he's up for several different awards. He's an award candidate. I want to say at least four. Uh, uh, yeah, four award candidates is where he's sitting right now. So this is a guy, when you look at him, you know, you're thinking, is he really a linebacker? And then you watch him play. He's from sideline to side. He's a sideline to sideline guy. He can also run up and down the field vertically. That's, that's what you want to see. He's a horizontal and a vertical guy. And he does not have a problem making a play. And that, I, I think that's the thing that you really want from a guy like that. You want a guy who's a hard-nosed guy who doesn't mind sticking his helmet in the hole and making the play. And so he's that kind of guy. They love him because of his leadership. They love him because he's tough. And they love him because he's also a really, really good linebacker. Flies to the ball. Saturday is going to be weird. It's been weird everywhere, but Rice Stadium is just so massive. 59 expands out to 59,000 seats right now. No fans in the stands on Saturday. How does the team create energy? How do you guys create energy on the broadcast on Saturday, given that atmosphere? You got to be kidding. <laughs> go ahead, JP. <laughs> oh, you go ahead. I know, I know the answer. He doesn't. You go ahead. I'm already fired up. Yeah. I'm already fired up talking about this game. I mean, JP and I have been going back and forth, text messages, calling. Hey, dude, you, you, you know, do you have, do you already have the board? Man, can you send me the board? I want to see the board right now. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's Saturday night, Saturday morning, or Sunday morning, 1 o'clock. Have you set the board? Are <laughs> we fired up? So I, I can tell you right now, when before kickoff, actually, it's, going, it's already happening. I mean, it's already happening. So, yeah, we're ready. You don't need yeah, the people. You don't need those fans, pesky fans no, I, in there. Chris, I learned about year three, year four. We've been doing it a few years. I was like, oh, Nate, kind of follow my energy. Like, no, no, I'll just let – I'm going to have my energy, bring the juice. Nate will have his juice. But from the player's perspective, because um, you kind of asked it twofold there, I don't yeah. know. It's going to be really tough. And I'm sure they'll they'll juice up the music. And I, I actually don't know. I apologize. I don't know this the game day specific if they're – I'm not planning on – amp putting in any any crowd noise just kind of uh my own preference and i don't think we're getting any wired from learfield img but uh you'll have the speakers i'll have the music so you'll still get some of that ambient noise and our engineer has these good shotgun mics you know the engineering of it he can get like right on the field so we'll have that but uh it's going to be pretty authentic uh but I, I don't know how they'll respond with that lack of the lack of fans it'll be really interesting 
Well, I think we've seen it across the country that, you know, the guys, the student athletes do a pretty good job of firing themselves up. I mean, the, yeah. the crowd obviously adds a lot. And that's a big reason why we all love college sports is that atmosphere uh, in the stadium, in the in the arena, whatever it may be. Uh, so that that takes away some, but those kids can still fire each other up. There won't be any any lack of that. But, you know, uh, when I had you guys uh, on here, I, I expect kind of a comedy hour between the two of you. We kept it pretty straight so <laughs> far, but um, just being partners for the last nine years, uh, you guys, can, I'm sure, have different examples. What's your favorite maybe road trip story together? Any Anything that really sticks mm -hmm. out is man, this is why I love working with Nate, or this is why I love working with JP. Man. Watch what you say. <laughs> I've got a lot. Um, it's obviously with Nate at Starbucks. I mean, that's my first one. The, the I, don't, I don't know if I could tell some of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Find something that's PG. Do you have... <laughs> Okay, I can censor this one. And it's not that it's blue or anything. It's just the personnel involved. Um, do, you, do you have a quick one? You want to, or Nate, I like it's my podcast. Like I'm telling Nate, they're going to go quick. He's hey. a TV guy. He talks. So go ahead. Go ahead. You, do you have one, Nate? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. Go ahead. The, the funniest thing that has ever, <laughs> it's a top funny story uh, that I'll tell at uh, my retirement ceremony because it was my first second year of doing this or first year of doing it, like 2012 2013 we're in fort worth at the bowl game and we've got a guy bob schlanger who is mr everything around houston and he's mr rice so you know where i'm going yet with his name i think i do go ahead so we're at the team hotel and bob is mr chauffeur he'll buy i mean we, we stop like let us pay for one every now and then like let us do something so i'm already antsy like i'm doing my first bowl game like I, I'm very, I'm very blessed. I'm like, I don't deserve to be doing this. I don't have to be doing this. So Jorge, our sideline guy at the time, he's, he's no longer on the crew. I, I get this, like Bob can't find his car. Like he has the, the valet bring his car because he's Mr. High Tone. You know, I guess it's not, not necessarily high tone if you have a valet um, bringing your car. So right. Bob thinks the valet, somebody stole Bob's car, right? We're at, we're about to go to this game, our first bowl game. And like, we go at different times. Nate's Mr. Big Time. He has to show up all Hollywood. I always make fun of him for being. Oh. A so I like to get there super early. I'll get there at least three or four hours beforehand just to allow stuff to go wrong and stuff. I mess up on my own. So when I hear, Hey, your, your spotter, your number one supporter, he's gotten his car stolen that raises a rate that raises up your radar. So we're like, okay. And so keep in mind, I'm really condensing this story. Oh man. We find our way to get over there to the stadium. I forget how Nate, but we find our way, we get over there and I don't get the full story until like middle of the second quarter. I think Bob showed up either right at kick and he doesn't have time to tell us because the game's like at 10 30. Uh, oh yeah. It was early armed forces bowl kickoff. Yeah, armed forces yeah, yeah. Bowl. So long story, even longer, I digress. It turns out, one of the assistant coaches, one of the assistant coaches at the time thought Bob's high tone luxury, very high tone luxury car was a coach's car. Daryl Patterson, now at TCU. I wasn't going to say the name, but Nate did. Okay, for the record, I was protecting the quote unquote innocent. Okay. 
So Coach Patterson, now that Nate has outed him, Coach Patterson took Bob's Lexus, as long as we're mentioning names, thinking, oh, this is my courtesy car. Bob doesn't know this until like an hour later when Jorge, our sideline guy, Bob, your Lexus is right there. It's like it's right behind. You know how they have the the, the, the sectioned off lots in different press by press rows, whatever. And like we, it took like it took this team of MacGyver like to figure out how how did Bob's car get from the hotel? Surely somebody didn't steal and place it there. So then we found out as one of the assistant coaches. So that's the number one like involving us because it took a gang of us to kind of figure that out. That's not as good as probably some others, but that's the first one that came to mind. He keeps his car in immaculate condition, I guess. I mean, somebody pops into my car, they're going to see crumbs and trash and whatnot. Like, yes. this isn't my car. Never mind. It was. <laughs> yeah, Bob All right, Schlinger's All right, a, Nate, you got one to beat that? Bob Schlinger is a very, very rare individual. The only thing I can think of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still somewhat smallish compared to these guys, you know, and, and they always, you know, the, the big guys, they will always flank me. They flank me everywhere. They flank me in public. They flank me uh, going to games. They also flank me in the car. And so, you know, Bob just happened to buy a car that was relatively small, uh, but not buy, lease a car that was relatively small. And I had to sit in the middle. And so these guys always make fun of me when I have to sit in the middle of guys who are, you can take a look at JP. JP's a pretty big fella. You know, and, and, and our technical producer is also a rather big fellow. So that's about the, the funniest thing I can tell you. I just find that very funny. Why is it I always have to sit you know, between these two big guys? Because you're the smallest. Yeah, pretty much the story of my life. <laughs> well, you've done well for yourself, despite, uh, despite the size disadvantage, Nate. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a good run. But, uh, you know, you and Nate and I called uh, Bat Rice Basketball this past season on uh, ESPN streaming, and JP was right next door to us on the radio call. So hopefully we uh, all see each other again in that circumstance uh, in Tudor Fieldhouse this coming year. I hope we make that happen. But if not, I've enjoyed our Zoom call at the very least, and great to have you guys on the show. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Had a lot of fun and really, really good to reconnect. Big thanks to JP and Nate for hopping on. Rice and Middle Tennessee start at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central Saturday. If you can't hear the radio call, you can watch it on ESPN3. Before we get out of here, a little bonus analysis from my assistant, four-year-old Austin. That's right, four and a half. We want to talk about Cincinnati at... SMU. Who do you know that goes to Cincinnati? Yeah. Right. I'm I'm going to grad school online for Cincinnati. And who do you know that went to SMU? Gramps. That's right. Gramps. My dad. He went to SMU for undergrad. So it's a pretty big game. Cincinnati at SMU. Who do you think is going to win, Austin? SMU. SMU, why? Because Gramps likes it. <laughs> That's a good reason, because Gramps likes it. That's a good reason. All right. Thank you, Austin. You want to say anything else? Hello. <laughs> anything else about group of five football? 
find just the I find Minabun. Thought what? Minabun. What is that? Minabun is a type of computer. Oh, okay. Do you know what network Group of Five Live is part of? Group of Five Live is part of the Landry Football Network. Be sure to subscribe to Landry's Football Conference Call wherever you get podcasts. Okay, say goodbye, Austin. Wait, I'm still doing that. My part. What more? What more do you want to say? Um, I love you. How are you doing? <laughs> we're, we're taping the end of the podcast. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offer from American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites legal in your state. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts.